Yo, let's talk about recognition and respect While I feast, the label's picking up the check Then I leave to catch my set The audience never forgets When I'm on stage, there's serotonin drips With each phrase from my lips another episode of Recognition and Respect With uh, your boy Sneaky Coming to you right here from the quarantine Got my boy Linus, say what's up Linus What's up guys? So, uh, were you going to say more? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, fucking happy Easter. Oh, shit. It's Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Easter. Uh, I hope some of you guys uh, got to do some egg hunting um, for the religious people out there. I hope you uh, got to, uh, you know, do the whole thing where he rises from the dead and whatnot, right? Is that, that's, that's that's the thing. That's the general. That's the general understanding of what this day is about. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here's to another uh, year. Sweet. You know we fucking yeah. Jesus and shit. Jesus and shit. Well, uh, fuck. So I don't even know. Like, I know we have like friends in common that go way back, but did we know each other back in the hardcore days, or was I like? Or was I like too ska and you were too hardcore? We didn't like each other on principle or what? No, nothing like that. Because um, I don't really remember because I was obviously like really faded in those times. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, ditto. But um, no, there's no way it was anything like that. Um, we were just like, I think, in two different worlds. Because uh, I believe you went to Hudson Park High School, right? Correct. Yeah, so you're you're part of that whole HP crowd, and I'm over here more on the Maywood side. So it's you know, and then there's definitely like overlap. We definitely know some of the same people, but our paths just never really cross until much later in life. I think that's what, what was going on. Ah, I see, I see, I see. That makes sense. That makes sense. So uh, you, we re- recently reconnected though, because amongst other things, obviously today we're going to talk about your band. But uh, you're also a DJ and a producer, and I think that's like how our how our uh, how our paths crossed recently was that like we were DJing together and shit. That's right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, that's actually something kind of new for me. I maybe started producing like I want to say 2016. So I've been going on four years. This is the first time we're doing this via, like, Zoom and shit. So, uh, yeah, we're still figuring it out. We're learning to adapt right now in this uh, quarantine world, post, post-COVID world. So, um, you know what, though? I, got, I have to say, I think it's, uh, it's been pretty good. <laughs> it's been good, pretty good for me, personally. Uh, now, this, it's kind of, like, allowed me to, like, kind of take a step back and... Uh, figure out like a new way to be uh more productive because i mean for the longest time because like, like i said like i've been playing in a band since i was about 15 years old so for me staying productive is like having shows and constantly negotiating a guarantee and like you know moving the needle that way but now that that's been taken away you know like like yourself you've had to adapt and i feel like i found myself taking on new skills and then uh learning to do different things uh to stay viable so I'm actually like you know pretty grateful that like in this time like you know I'm still being able to stay productive and still tr- trying to figure find ways to like you know find new revenue streams and stuff like that you know so 
um, I, I think I think it's, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, it's going to sound kind of morbid. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying, and it's bad. I but mean, you know what? I think <laughs> I think it's going to do wonders for the artist community and for like the music community. We're all going to become more well versed in uh, you know kind of the new newer way of doing things because we're doing podcasts for a long time now, and then now we're kind of forced to go ahead and do it this way and right you know, and i mean I for for myself like then i had been telling people like i kind of put podcasting on the back burner and i was actually like too quote-unquote busy to be podcasting like my my i was about to do a tour and i had just released a new music project and like my show schedule was out of control and i was like well i can't really be doing podcasts anymore and then this should hit you know and so i mean i think one, I'm very happy to hear that you're good and you're um, benefiting from this and that it's positive for you. That's not the only positive story that I've heard. You know, I've actually heard from a couple of people that, you know, they their whole fucking floor got laid off and they were the only one that stayed, you know, or like, um, yeah, someone, someone got a promotion that I knew because they let other people go and they were giving them the work, you know? So like there's definitely people benefiting, obviously don't want to downplay all the people that are losing their lives and loved ones and all that. But, uh, I'm glad to hear it's good for you, man. So I, and I personally like, I'm good monetarily, material-wise. Luckily, all my bills and all my creditors and my student loans, everything was put on hold, and I'm in oh, a great shit. living situation. So even though I have no income coming in right now, like I also don't have to worry about paying for shit. So I'm kind of in a weird stalemate. It's kind of like I'm in college again. I feel like I feel, I feel like a little kid again, and I'm <laughs> I've been actually That's you know doing up. some of my coolest shit lately because I just have no responsibilities right now, you know. <laughs> I swear to God, though, um, and I saw you started one, but if you ever see me start the Patreon, that's when you know, okay, it's, 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 getting, it's getting serious. Hey, you know what? The the funny thing is, though, the funny thing about Patreon is that uh, I had actually I had actually seen other bands doing it before the shit, you know, and I didn't get. I mean, I understood that it was a paywall. Like, I understood, you know, I, I saw podcasts doing it i saw you know like i understood what was how it worked and shit but at the same time i just didn't see how it was viable for me for us in our realm you know but the that was the first thing i thought of when this shit hit okay we're gonna do podcasts and we're gonna put up a patreon we're gonna do our paywall and like let's see if we can get people to fucking support us for content you know yeah you know what like it It'd have to be something crazy on your fucking Patreon if I'm gonna if I'm gonna contribute. Like, <laughs> like I don't know, dog. Like, <laughs> hey, dog. We're trying to figure it out, bro. We're trying to figure out what's crazy. You know, we're trying to figure out what's gonna make people people want want it. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like okay, I got one. Like, you would like like eat like half a jar of mayonnaise. Like, I'd pay to see that. That that'd be like the first tier. That's disgusting. I mean, even if it was vegan mayonnaise, it would still be. I don't know if I could do that, bro. I don't know if I could do that. The small twenty, twenty. <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> no, I mean, dude. Actually, we're only like we're in that first tier where we're like a dollar to three dollars. You know, we're letting people. Hey, we're we're being cheap hoes right now. We're like, hey, get in while the getting's good. You know, give us a dollar, a dollar. That's what I'm saying. Then you just slightly move it up and you eat more gross shit as the tier gets. 
just higher. Oh, like more and more. The more people yeah. pay the grosser shit. Man. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so like my own personal saying. fear factor. <laughs> I'm just saying you gotta you gotta put content that people are gonna want to see. Like I mean, you know, this is like the hidden shit. You know what I mean? It's I, like, it's like the stuff that I the feel you. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but also you know, I think we should be able to, to define what that hidden content is you know, i don't know whatever we'll see what happens let's we'll see what happens we'll see what happens let's sticks you know you don't have to commit to the to the mayonnaise jar but you know hey i, I appreciate know. the input it's i'm <laughs> definitely it's been filed into my data bank like you know we shall see yeah you know put it in the parking lot of ideas maybe we'll back it out one day maybe we won't but it's there parked in the parking lot of ideas all right, so, uh, you know, this is funny because usually I have notes and I'm, like, super prepared. <laughs> like, I'm just totally winging it right now. But I feel like um, not only are you my guinea pig right now, but you also are promoting a music video. So that is correct. you did say, you said seven years you've been in your band. Uh, like, so tell me, like, more about, let me the, give me the band name. Uh, give me what you, your, you play or what your, you know, your position is, I guess. And then uh, let's talk about this video, this song, this record, and we'll just go from there. That's very impressive. What? From, like, an interview standpoint that you remember that i've been in this particular band for like seven years I'm well you said it and I, I just you said it in passing and i was like fuck i usually write that shit down so i was like god damn it <laughs> I, hope I, re- I hope i remember yeah <laughs> that's what's up okay so yeah so i joined this band in 2013 and uh, i joined it after i left my first band which is there's no tomorrow uh it's just like a little local band that i was in and with that band we actually played warp tour summer slaughter you know stuff like that so it was like a good jump off point for me because uh, I wasn't really like solidified as far as uh, where I wanted to go uh, genre and music wise and stuff like that. So then I joined this band and uh, they were um, very heavily like death metal uh, kind of influenced. And the other band was more like hardcore or what? Correct. Yeah, they were more like hardcore. And then uh, death metal is always like something that uh, I definitely wanted to pivot to at some point. Uh, you know, some of my favorite favorite bands growing up were like uh, Dying Fetus, uh, Suffocation, um, stuff like that. And uh, oh, and the Faceless. So I was really big into the Faceless. Um, so I joined them, and then uh, my guitar player kind of took me under his wing, kind of like showed me the ropes when it comes to death metal. And um, just uh, it's kind of taken us. It's been a steady progress, kind of like. I'm, I'm sure it is for a lot of bands and a lot of artists, just kind of finding like our voice and kind of finding our style and everything. And uh, I feel like you know this uh, this this video is actually like the culmination of all that. Like we like we finally know who we are and like where we're going with it. And, um, the and way so I, is this I, off your first record, or how many records have y'all done, or is this like demos, EPs? We put out an EP in 2018 called Fed to Animals, and uh, there's actually a little bit of drama that came with that, and it kind of uh, stunted the release. Um, Ooh, we nice. had paid for some artwork to be done. I got this guy from Indonesia to do it, and he was dirt cheap. I was like, okay, this is great. Let's get it, and let's package it. Let's put it out, you know, everything. Um, so we paid um, for a lyric video. It was pretty high end. It was like close to 600 bucks. And then we were kind of hinging our, all our bets on that to go ahead and use that to promote the release. 
So we put it out, and then lo and behold, the guy that the channel that put it out for us hit us up and told us, you know what, guys, your artwork's actually stolen. What? So the guy from Indonesia didn't actually do it, or what? He literally took a template from a band that already, like, you know, it was some other band's cover. He was able to find the Photoshop file. Wow. So it's a way to use the middle of it for our uh, for our lo- for our cover. So that when we're talking about like close like eight hundred nine hundred dollars we spent on promotional material using that cover. Oh my so, god, uh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, dude, it was it was fucked. Like um, we we got we got fucked, and then our our EP didn't get anywhere near the attention it was supposed to. So we decided from then and there, like, okay, we're hiring legitimate artists to draw our artwork by hand, and then so you're gonna know them, and you're gonna like watch the the process, and like, you know, yeah, yeah. no, we're we're someone that has uh, no, you know, that has the the reputation. Yeah, that has some kind of. He uh, he does a lot. Yeah, because there's there's no chance. It's a once once in a you know it's a one of a kind art that we have. Uh, So the next the record we're gonna put out this year is called Agenda of the Damned. And then um, we got uh, to do the artwork for us. He's very well in the death metal community, personal friend of ours. So, and honestly, when when we found out that our artwork was stolen, we went to him to make uh, alternate artwork for it. And then, uh, so you know, they delayed our release about uh, three or four months. So that same EP is what this video is coming off of. No, this is a new. This is the. uh, This is a new album for this year, twenty twenty. Called uh, Agenda of the Dam, but we basically redid re- re- the artwork for the ATEP so we could put it up on all the platforms without any issues. And then it was it kind of worked out better that way in the long run. I mean, granted, it did like you know stunt our release and we you know invest a lot of money in it, but we would we went we went to the band directly that they stole it from and we let them know, look, this is what happened. We kind of put out this material. We're pulling it. We just want to let you know that this guy is doing this. He's used he used your artwork and basically pass it off as his own and sold it to us and he had the file then, so either he did their artwork or he was connected to whoever did their artwork no or... I, 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 what i'm thinking is he was able like to get it somewhere like on the dark kind of like web type of thing like where he was able to like well this is the thing is a lot of people that use that uh what's that file sharing service the really old school one which one? Oh my god! I can't. I, I, like Mediafire or something like that. Oh, and like all those things are available somewhere, right? Like those files are on the web and they're accessible and shit. How did the band respond to uh, when you told them that? Like what happened? We were devastated, man. Like, no, how did the band yeah. that you stole the artwork come from? Oh, they were actually really cool about it because um, the thing is. And, and then, like, why I said it, it kind of worked to our favor. I didn't realize because there's this band called Disentomb from Australia, and I met their singer at Las Vegas Death Fest in 2016, no, 2015. I'm sorry. And then um, I kind of met him. We talked a little bit, um, but I mean, I didn't think anything of it. But then when we hit him up, they're like, "Oh, dude, yeah, we know you guys." Like, you know, and they're like, they're really. Uh, cool about it and they were kind of like i guess grateful that we kind of gave them the heads up as to what was going on and so you know we still to this day remain good friends with that band so i mean uh in, in the long run we you know we did things the right way that we were supposed to and you know lesson learned you know so from now here on out like we know like to spend top dollar on our releases because if we don't want this to ever happen again so when did this new album drop um we're looking at summer right now uh, oh, so it's comp- still not out 
No, 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 we're not completely done tracking. As a matter of fact, we weren't even supposed to release the music video yet. Um, <laughs> we, had a, we had a marketing strategy for it all set up. We have the music video. We had two uh, lyric videos that we're going to accompany it. And then we're going to shoot another video in May. And then we're going to all release it all together in like a week-long, I mean, a month-long campaign leading up to the release. But then uh, my bass player got a little antsy and he was just saying, you know what? Right now, everybody's stuck at home. Everybody's in quarantine. It would probably be wise to drop the music video right now just to get a little bit of buzz going. And then maybe that will light a fire in our asses to go ahead and finish tracking the rest of the album as soon as possible. And um, I didn't I didn't really fully agree with it at first. But um, what ended up happening is like, okay, well, if you can agree to go ahead and uh, do like at least two more music videos before like the release date like you know like so we'll schedule it for may then june you know record two separate ones that i'm okay with that because i you know i don't know how i feel about burning through like our best uh content uh, months before we're even ready to release so i got him to agree to that and then um then it was done i was like okay let's let's put it up and how's the response been so far well, we, it came out yesterday on Slam Worldwide, and right now we're at 5,646 views. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, it's okay. You know, it's not bad. It's not, um, I mean, they're not like, you know, great numbers, but you know what? We're grateful that there's this many people uh, I mean, checking it out. in 24 hours to have over 1,000 views as like a local semi-independent independent band like in the middle of a crisis you know that's i mean something it's nothing to be uh ashamed of or laughed at you know those are decent numbers yeah thank you man um but like i i guess like our end game with this is like um we want to get at least ten thousand. like that would be like ideal for us uh, well you're, never half, had... you're halfway there in just 24 hours like yeah so what the <laughs> well, fuck? Yeah. I'm just trying to keep it realistic, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, like, I'm not trying to act like I'm fucking, you know, like, fucking big shit. I mean, like, because, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, uh, Slam Worldwide, it has, like, 200,000 subscribers. So, you know, it was bound to get a substantial amount of views. Um, but uh, the thing that, like, I'm kind of proud of is that... Um, in the comment section, there's, like, a bunch of people, like, specifically commenting on my vocals and stuff. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And then um, there's, like, some funny jokes in there, too. So just the fact that people are engaging. The engagement, it, yeah, of course. It's very valuable. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. So uh, what's the name of the band? Because I, I don't know if we've said it yet. <laughs> That's right. No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the name of the band is Human Atrocities. Human Atrocities. Um, and inhuman. Inhuman. Inhuman Atrocities. Forgive me. And you're yes. the singer. I I'm the singer, vocalist, and uh, head visionary. Head you visionary, will. he says. <laughs> you like my little, uh, like my sex after dark voice, uh, <laughs> HBO after dark. Uh, what's the name of the song? Okay, the name of the song is Dead on the Slab. Dead on the Slab. Yeah. Got it. And then uh, what the song is about, essentially, is about a dude who goes into a uh, doctor's office and then finds out that he has a cancerous tumor. Uh, but then, uh, along with that, he's also like, you know, he's not doing the best in life, you know, like he kind of like sees it, he kind of sees the tumor as a blessing because he's like, you know, he's too vain to actually like harm himself or 
kill himself or do anything like that. So he says, okay, cool. So this is a way out. I mean, this tumor is going to kill me. Like, it's all going to be over soon. Then the doctor comes in and says, you know what? We actually caught it pretty early. Oh, no. So we, <laughs> we can take the tumor out. So you're going to be okay. And it's actually a line in the song, in the song where he's like, fuck this doctor. <laughs> this sucks. So what he, but so he, he's in the meeting with the doctor and he tells him, okay, so we're going to schedule you for surgery. And if you've ever had surgery, uh, they tell you 12 hours prior to your surgery, you're not supposed to eat, drink, or do any drugs or substances. Damn it. And I know this because I, 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 I went to surgery last year. And then that's what the, they had told me, like, oh, do you have any substance abuse problems? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, well, if you did, you should probably abstain from using any substances 12 hours prior to or a week prior to your um, to your surgery. So then that's what it got, got me thinking about the song. I was like, that would be a great twist for the song. So you know, they tell him, okay, you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't eat 12 hours prior to the So he intentionally show. does all this shit to try to but die. The, he gets himself a hotel room. He gets a couple of hookers, a pile of cocaine, a bunch of alcohol. stays up late into the next day. Eats a crazy-ass breakfast. Yes. Fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> trying <laughs> to die. <laughs> He does, he does the continental breakfast at the fucking hotel. You know, he does the whole fucking thing. So, yeah, he walks into this. Um, and then the, the reason they tell you not to eat or do anything is because in anesthesia, um, if your stomach is sensitive to those type of things, you end up kind of throwing up inside of yourself because, you know, like the tube is inserted in you or whatever. So um, uh, the way the song ends is uh, his stomach basically like fills with bile and explodes. And, and, uh, and, and he gets what he wants. He dies. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so it's it's a happy ending. I mean, yeah, when people, I mean, as, as long as no one else was hurt, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> I mean, not physically, but psychologically, I'm sure for those doctors are like, Whoa. they're like, we told you not to do any of this shit. Uh. <laughs> and probably, I would imagine his penis was already bloody when he walked in there, so they're like, what's the deal with that? Like, why is? It... <laughs> oh, because of all the hookers. That makes all sense. Fucking, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. Okay, just fucking, fucking away. That's all we did. Dick was probably a nub at that point. You know, on another, in other circumstances, it'd be a good night. You know, <laughs> <laughs> under different circumstances, it'd be an awesome yeah, night. Just, just another Saturday. That's what it was. So uh, that's a crazy ass concept for a video, but you know, death metal makes perfect sense. You will okay. be able to share it with some kind of continuity. Um, it's for promo for the video and I guess that's like that's really the uh, that's really the whole point of all this is like I'm trying to figure out how I could still use my quote unquote platform to help out artists and put people on so if, if I could uh, you know hopefully like we this all this content that we're creating with the interview and the shit that we put out and the audio hopefully you know we get some more uh people going to that video and get those numbers up and you know hopefully hopefully we could do something because i mean i don't know what else to fucking do right now (laughs) with myself in general yeah like uh what i've been doing on the dj side of stuff um i'm a part of like a the same way you are i'm part of like a music collective or whatever um socios um and uh what we've been doing lately is just been doing like a weekly live stream like dj set type of thing just like everyone else is doing yeah 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 but i think uh what's like and like i said like in this uh, whole quarantine thing i've actually kind of taken on new responsibilities like i'm kind of like getting 
my foot my feet wet when it comes to like video editing and stuff so um we have like uh some singles coming out uh with myself and my uh uh the co-founder of the collective hoodlum um the type of music pr- predominantly that we're going to be putting out on the collective is like Moombatone. so right now i'm working on making some like kind of appealing streaming type videos you know so, like some cool stuff that we can just put on our on our YouTube and then. Well, I saw using... that I saw that video you edited of you like DJing and shit and like that should look pretty tight. I was actually not 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 this is not supposed to be offensive, but I was impressed, you know, because a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people put out a lot of people. I'm not I'm not trying to talk shit, but like a lot of people put out you know uh, videos and like that they did themselves and like you could tell you know that they did it themselves and like quality is not that great so it was good it's that adobe premiere man like uh it's an amazing program uh the minute that you put a video in there and you like you line it up as best you can the fucking program synchronizes it for you oh word yeah so it's like it's seamless like it is so it's like fucking uh it's like torque (laughs) (laughs) it's like fucking magic bro it's fucking fucking sorcery um so like i like for example i i just did i filmed a play a, a playthrough video for the for the music for the song from the music video as well so i'm working on editing editing that right now as well and then uh like i said we're doing the live streams as well and so we're doing it on twitch recording it as we're streaming and then we're gonna upload to youtube to our youtube and so that's why i'm telling you i, I kind of like this i kind of like this new situation it's kind of forced us to adapt and i, I kind of like the direction i'm going in I also have like another single coming out on the DJ side uh, on a record label called Rush Proxy. Um, I just sent that off to the label and they're in the mixing and mastering stage for that. And um, they're cool because um, they're like the type of guys that like um, they help you out with content too. So they're going to help me out with the streaming video. And then it would have been a music video, but with all this craziness, like, you know, we just. You can't, can't film everybody, can't get everybody and like have a yeah. whole production team and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Uh, but like. You know, as soon as all this stuff blows over, any release I have with them, they're willing to uh, go, like, you know, do a music video for it. So that, that that's kind of like the downside, but that's coming out next Saturday. So uh, this week, I'm gonna be promoting that pretty heavily, along with the music video. I, I swear to God, it's like living a double life because, like, I'm like this death metal dude, but then I got the DJ thing, and sometimes I have to make sure to keep them separated because one crowd does not give a fuck about the other thing. And, yeah, no, I could, I could, I could see how you could have haters in that realm. I could definitely see, especially like with the type of DJing you do, right? Because it's not like you're DJing metal music. It's like you're DJing like right. electro and house and EDM. You want to know what the irony of it is? The the death metal guys are cool with it. It's really like the kind of you know EDM guys who just don't want anything to do with that. But actually, even that's not true. I mean, I think some people are just assholes anywhere you go. Because there's, like, a couple of – well, one DJ who hit me up, uh, this guy, DJ Mondo. He's, like, a Moombatone guy. He's pretty well known. And uh, he hit me up on Twitter. He's like, hey, man, like, I saw that you're, like, in a sick metal band. That's cool. I'm like, okay, cool. But he hit me up on the DJ Twitter. Right, right, right. And, and I was just like, okay, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, man, like, I would love to, like, do a collab with you where you do, like, like a metal vocal hook right before, like – like a Moombatone drop for me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down, you know? Well, Plus that was I one have, of like, the first vocal. things that I noticed was that, like, uh, dubstep is kind of like electronic hardcore, you know? Um, yeah. Like Moombatone, like, a lot, of the, a lot of the grimier, like, electro stuff and the fidget, you can really, like, 
put that shit together with the with the electro and like the metal and the hardcore breaks and like some of the sounds and the riffs and like the technology of like using different really pedals wanna, with guitars and shit yeah i would really like to think that that's like and it's not but like i feel like that's like an la thing that's like you know people that come from los angeles at one point or another, you know, they were into emo music. They were into, you know, at the, at the one point, somebody fucking listened to Slipknot. I don't give a fuck. I mean, that's why emo <laughs> night cracks, you know, like. Yeah, it's just like, dude, everybody was a part of it at one point in their life if they lived here. So, I mean, the, why wouldn't that translate into, like, other stuff that they're into? You know, that's no, like, especially when, like, like, I remember when, like, Skrillex and, like, you know, he was the singer for that emo band. And, like, that's, right. and then, like, him and um, 12 Planet were doing, like, an ex, like, and then Borgor like had a lot of like metal blast beats in his Borgor, shit. Borgor, yeah, like Borgor was actually signed to a metal record label. So yeah, I can, that makes sense because a lot of his earlier stuff had straight up blast, like like straight up blast beats in the middle of these electronic breaks and shit. So yeah, so like um, so that's definitely something that like I mean I don't like like to like be too heavy on like when it comes to like my you know like. You know, like, I don't like to lean on that too much when it comes to, like, my electronic stuff or anything like that or Moomba. But um, it's something that I can't avoid. So when I produce, you can tell that it's metal influence. Like, of you know course, what I mean? of course. Yeah. That's something that I really, like, stray away from. It's just my style. I like evil shit. I like fucking heavy shit. So my music is usually reflective of that. And I feel that, I feel that, like, even, like, with my, my hip-hop shit, it's the same way, because, like, a lot of my hip-hop stuff comes from early rock influences, like, you know, Rage Against the Machine, Linkin Park, fucking Limp Bizkit, like, a lot of that early 90s shit, you know? So, even now that I've kind of come so far away from that, you can, you know, I still like to drop little guitar riffs here and there, use live instrumentation, like, the newer stuff's yep. going back to, like, that darker, heavier, like, metal, like not metal but like the more rock influenced sound and shit you know definitely and at the end of the day i mean like what we're really striving to do is like maybe not even be categorized into a genre anyway we're trying to make pop music you know like popular shit i think so i mean like anything that you put into it as long as it's genuine should be like it should be fair play you know what i mean well that's the beauty of the world we're living in today right is that like you can literally find your crowd your base your followers and have like your own movement and not even be mainstream or have nobody know your name as a household name and still be able to well before the crisis still be able to go on tour and like you know live off of music without being like some super famous superstar and shit like you know who like kind of impresses me in that sense uh there's like this this uh promo little group called brownies and lemonade brownies and lemonade it sounds familiar it sounds familiar they, they but i'm not of, they do a lot of shows at like the big clubs like um you know like exchange and academy la like they're always doing stuff there but um if you look at like their roster of like djs that they have on and then you look at the stuff that they produce the stuff that they dj is nothing like what the type of music that they make so what they've effectively done is that they that they created a very diverse uh, following, a diverse crowd that like okay they love to party, but they're there to see the people that are making the music that come out from this collective, and then all of them they're all over the place because they have singers like you know these that are singers that are girls, they have like this other guy like Chet Porter, he's like you know he's like one he's like an Ed Sheeran type dude, but they're all DJs, you know what I mean? It's like I think that's like kind of what. Uh, 
I'm trying to do it with my collective. I think I want it to be diverse when we have parties. If and when we're able to have parties again. I like, mean, if they're just going to be virtual parties. Like... <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, for example, on our live streams, like, it's not just going to be Moombatone music. It's going to be, you know, just anything that I want to fucking play. And then, like, I know whoever's watching will appreciate. And then when I release music, you know, that can be kind of focused to whatever genre it is that I'm trying to pivot to. Because predominantly what I do is I produce house music. But because of this collective, I've been steadily getting more and more involved in Moombatone stuff. So I have some releases, like some Moomba stuff coming out this year as well with them. But on with the collective, I want to still be able to put out like a lot of my house music as well. But I think like taking that kind of business model from Brownie's Lemonade where it's like, okay, you know, you might do these things uh, musically and like, you know, like you have your, your lane that you're trying to capture. But when it comes to like parties, when it comes to like the community, you want a diverse community. You want people that um, are going to be open to a lot of different types of genres under the same house. Right. You know, that I think, I think that's where people like us that are like independent artists and you know, we're trying to make waves on our own. I think that's the key. That's going to be the key to our survival is creating our own crowd that isn't biased to one type of thing. And it doesn't alienate another thing because it wants to be exclusive with another. So like, like how does, just... how does that work though? When it comes to like, the metal scene because i know like um night flare was recently doing shows at the redwood room um before we kind of got shut down by the cops because they were just too crazy but like he didn't think that they were gonna he didn't think the metal shows were gonna do well you know and he actually got like an overwhelming response of folks like wanting to come out and the bands being like super down to come out and like people coming out and like it just like and i did see a crossover from like these hip hop heads who are like metal punk circle 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 pit type cats you know like and so uh, i wonder how I that works out with the whole like yeah your thoughts on well, all I, don't that. I don't know if you're familiar with it but i also have like another little pet project called alternative spin and i heard that right yeah that was that was that, yeah yeah, yeah. That's, essentially, that's essentially what i do there as i book maybe five to I try to keep it at five, but I put five bands, but I make sure that they're bands that I fucking like, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't want them there kicking it with, like, you know, because, like, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't really make a lot of money off of those shows, but the thing that I do like about it is that I do build a community when I, whenever I have those things, because what I do is I make it free with RSVP up until the day of the show. I got OBS cracking over here. <laughs> that dude, that's, a, that's another thing that I've had to learn because of all this craziness. Like, you know, that's that OBS is a shout out to OBS, man. They have a amazing product, dude, this platform. And it's like, it's free. Like, and it gives you so much. Like I've only, I've only been using it for like a week or two or maybe like a, maybe a little bit more than that but like i'm learning new shit i feel like i should probably take like a do like a youtube i should probably do i should probably watch like a youtube tutorial on obs because there's so much shit in here that like they give to you for free that I had no idea like the filters and the effects and i'm just like kind of like uh tripping out on how much is here for free and what you're able to do with it and so yeah definitely shout out to this project product right here it's crazy yeah can you still hear me yeah yeah you cut out but then i kept talking and now you're back so i'm throwing it back to you (laughs) 
<laughs> all right so where was that alternative spin so yeah. essentially what i do there is like i book metal bands I, not just metal bands you know like anybody in the realm of alternative like rock type of music so i have them come in and uh you'll be surprised man like uh, i dj i dj those events and a lot and and yeah i don't play purely metal music i play whatever it is that i want to play i feel out the crowd right same way you do, you know, same way you do when you do your gigs. Yeah, yeah, and you'd yeah. Be, you would be amazed at the amount of metalheads that know how to fucking dance cumbia. No, I, well, I mean, yeah, because, uh, like, at the end of the day, uh, cumbia is, like, a cultural oh, thing, right? Yeah. And culture goes beyond genres. Like, if you're if you're a, Mex- if you're a Mexican, Latino, Southern, South American metalhead, for sure you grew up listening to cumbias and dancing cumbias like that's like you can't get and away then, from uh, that you know like the one song i've felt too that like kind of transcends genres and i've proven this time and time again is um that uh song by lil john and the east side boys uh get low hello yeah okay like if there <laughs> if there are females there i don't give a fuck what they're into you play that fucking song someone's shaking their ass not yet um, and like the the testament to that is i think the fact that like you there people are sampling that that song to make like new songs you know like their new fucking top 40 songs that are sampled from that song so like yeah like so i mean i think at the end of the day like i i like the trajectory that i'm going with because like yeah like i want to be all inclusive so that's why i do these different things where yeah i make it very apparent what it is that i'm about um, musically and what i like to produce but the environment and the community that I'm trying to create is something that's very diverse. It's very welcoming, and like I want, I want it to be the type of thing where anybody can come and enjoy the show. Because like a lot of times too, like you tell someone about a metal show or whatever, they're just like, okay, you know what? I've never been to a metal show. I don't know what to expect. And a lot of times, people will be like a little shy away from that. But I mean, if you build like a culture that's like welcoming, and then like it's like a little bit something for everybody, and for you to just kind of be introduced into. Um, the scene, I feel like, you know, we can reach more people. So I think that at the end of that's kind of my mission statement when it comes to like, you know, all the projects that I'm a part of. So how does, uh, obviously, like you said, the record for the band is not done yet. Are y'all quarantining? Are you still planning to record? Are you waiting like well, two I mean, weeks? Like, my... What's the plan on all as far as like the band coming together and finishing the well, record? I have my own studio in my house, so I mean, I record myself. So I mean, that's that's not an issue. I think for me, mainly the issue lately has been, um, I guess, uh, finding time where I kind of have my place to myself, and finding time where because the thing is, when you record, when I'm when I'm recording vocals, I need to be in a good headspace. Also, my throat needs to be pristine. So, let's say, like you know, like right now, it's been cold lately. Um, that affects me. Like I can't, I can't perform to my best abilities if I have like a sore throat or if my, you know, my throat's not at hundred percent. And I feel like that's really what's been holding me up lately. But I mean, as it gets warmer, that kind of stuff kind of ends up getting mitigated. So I imagine that like um, maybe in May, like I'll probably like hit the turbo and then I'll, I'll I really only have three songs left on the record so wait record. like just I'm sorry to interrupt but does that mean from what I'm what I'm gathering is that all the music is done and only the vocals need to be recorded that's correct ah uh, okay so that makes sense so you can finish the record on your own basically that's correct yeah. and are you mixing it as well 
we do a preliminary mix on our own. We try and get um, the best that we can out of uh, out of our you know limited knowledge of mixing, uh, and then we send it out. Um, for example, this song was mixed by uh, a friend of ours, Art Pias, and uh, he's done a lot of. Uh, he actually plays bass for this band called Hate Eternal. Uh, they're a pretty well known death metal band, and uh, he, I feel like he does great work. Um, but the thing is, for the album as a whole. We might end up going with someone different just because um, we kind of did the song with him to kind of like test the waters and see. And he does okay work, but um, I think what we're looking for is more of a modern sound when it comes to the mixing and mastering process. And uh, he's more of like an old school death metal uh, engineer. So he made us sound more like death metal, I would say. And I think what we're going for is more of a modern sound. Like something that, for lack of a better term, could be more radio-friendly or more palatable, like to a general general public? Not radio-friendly, more contemporary, if, if that makes sense. So like we want to sound like a more new-aged death metal band. Got it, got right. it, got it. And he was more in the class. He was doing like more of a classic type sound. Yeah, that's what that's him. He's like an old school death metal guy. So he made a sound very death metal, and I'm I'm very like you know I was very like happy with what he put out, but that's just not the vibe that I want for the album. So um, at when, once we're done tracking, we're probably gonna go with someone else, and we're like taking like a few different um like offers like seriously right now. So we just haven't like really narrowed it down. I think right now we're just mainly focused on like finishing up the record, and then. So if you're we'll, doing so, you it's basically on you then really to finish it up, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Is yeah, anybody but, giving uh, you any shit for it not getting like, done? Always. Beauty, <laughs> he will always give me shit for not recording fast enough. But I tell him, you know what, dude? Like, I mean, I know I take a little bit longer than most fucking people, but I mean, you're typically happy with the product when it's done. So I, I, I will never rush it. You know, I understand that we're on a time constraint right but i'm also i'm also realistic about the time that i take to to record something you know what i mean on top of that it's just like no it's um, cool like, so people are giving you shit it's always well, it's, just, it's just my bass player uh but what i want to do one day is i want to give him a track and like tell him okay look this is what we're gonna do how about you go ahead and write the lyrics for this thing don't make it fucking corny make it something you know that you're gonna be fucking proud of and go ahead and give me the lyrics and i'll go ahead and sing them and see how long it fucking takes you yeah uh, yeah, it's a whole different it's a whole different thing like that's that was one of my biggest things that like when i'm doing hip-hop and shit and people try to tell me like how to rap a certain way or do something vocally but they're not vocalists and they don't rap at all i'm just like fuck you man like uh, you know like like when the fuck have you ever written you know i love how people who have never written a lyric in their life want to tell you and just like go fuck yourself man <laughs> fuck dude we're on the same fucking team like you want some cool shit or you just want me to fucking do gutturals straight for fucking 30 minutes on the record like dude uh, I, I could, I could, like, um for example on the comments on our video it's made very apparent hey this vocalist is sick he has a lot of range and he has a lot of variety yeah that shit doesn't fucking happen overnight bitch okay right? okay 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 i see i see i see i've touched the nerve i'm glad i'm doing some good journalistic uh reporting right now <laughs> I don't want you to say some shit you're gonna regret though. <laughs> uh, I love him to death. I love him to death, but he's a real piece of shit sometimes. Look at me. I fucking love him, but he's a real piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so like, like I said, we're looking at May. Hopefully, hopefully I can like you know hop in the saddle and really just knock it out because I have a lot of the lyrics already basically done. And the thing with me too is like when I'm in the booth and I hear it, I'm like, that's trash. Let's do it again. That's trash. Let's do it again. 
I'm that guy. So, I mean, it does take me a while to fucking record, but that's because I want something that I'm fucking proud of. I don't want to put out garbage. No, and I feel like uh, just because you're not constantly trying to track it doesn't mean you're not working on it. You know, there's different ways of, like, memorizing, vocalizing. Yeah, it's in your head. You're, you're thinking about it. You're anticipating it, visualizing it, all that. It's literally on my phone on a playlist called Vocals, and I listen to it every day in my car. I listen to it on my break at work. I'm always constantly listening to it, and, like, you know, I'm constantly writing and rewriting and making sure that it fits. You know what I mean? And then, like, yeah, it's like, I mean, I get some people don't get that, but, I mean, you know, when I write lyrics, too, for my death metal band, it's, like, it's not just about writing shit about killing people or, you know, or, like, brutal shit. A lot of the times what I try to do with the, for example, this record here is a concept album. So every song is intertwined with each other. They all kind of have to do with each other. So I, what I'm effectively doing is crafting a universe that this album kind of lives in. And I mean, I know Jesus or God did it in like in seven days, but you know what? It takes a little bit fucking longer. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out Easter. Little... Shout out Easter. I have Shout a question to... though. Is that um, is that atypical for a death metal band or usually... For, I'm obviously working from a limited place of knowledge, but I feel like... From what my understanding, most death metal bands and most rock, most rock bands in general all usually try to do concept album or have some kind of storyline or some kind of like general theme that's running through, you know? Right. Yeah, it's not uncommon. Like, you know, there's there there are people out there that do uh, you know, concept albums and it has it revolves around their artwork and you know, there's definitely like a central theme. There's always that. But I mean, you know, there's definitely guys out there that just go out there and fucking slam it down and that's their style. You know what I mean? Because like if it's like more of like a band that's on the hardcore side but they're still death metal influenced and you know what I mean, like all their shit is just about being fucking brutal and being angry and being fucking, you know. And then there's some bands that are just about being evil, like writing evil shit. Yeah, and like that's their concept is that like yeah. there's some fucking gory <laughs> fucking shit. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, that's what they want to do. That that's fine. But like myself personally, I have that's my favorite part about being in a band. My favorite part about being in a band is being able to craft these fucking stories. You know that in my head, like if somebody wanted to turn this album into a movie, it'd be a fucking badass fucking movie. That's funny you say that because uh, my last project I put out um, had that uh, kind highway. of yeah part three uh, good good shit that you remember uh, yeah so that was actually supposed to be like crazy ass intricate yeah, movie I, I, multiple stuff to the release thing for that thing at the at oh that's right that's right <laughs> and I, I just showed up plastered I was. <laughs> I mean, that people, if you're at Novocaine on a Tuesday, you're probably getting plastered. Like, what else would you be doing? Uh, you know, shout I out Angie and Novocaine, Huntington Park. I had no business being there. I had no fucking business being there. But, okay, because, like, I was in the studio all day that day, smoking, drinking, working on stuff. And I was just like, I wasn't even going to go because, like, dude, I can't drive like this. Like, I'm just going to chill. But then the guy that I was in the studio session was like, oh, dude, I'll take you. And I was like, all right, giddy up. So then I fucking showed up. Yeah! <laughs> I had a fucking blast. I had a really great time, but I ended up losing my Game Boy. I don't know why I had my Game Boy with me. What? What Game Boy? You had a Game Boy? Have, Which Game yeah, Boy? I, I had, like, a Game Boy Micro. It's, like, a really old one. Uh, but, like, I, I had a there. And, like, I, I was really upset about it the next day. I was like, fuck, like, why did I go out to the bar? With but your then Game they, Boy? Why would you bring your Game Boy to the bar? I don't get it. <laughs> no, that's, that's my point. Like, why did I go with my Game Boy? Like, I, I didn't get it. Like, I don't understand what I, what did I think I was going to be doing with it out there. But then David from Nightflare found
found it. So. Oh, so that's tight. Well, <laughs> shout out Angie, <laughs> shout out Nightflare, shout out Novocaine. Yeah, man. Always so, a it, was a night. it was a good night, man. And then I remember speaking with you, and you had like a ton of content. I'm talking to you, like you say, you had a lot of content lined up for the release, and you had a lot of stuff coming up. So it, I was really happy to actually be there to support you for that release. So. Yeah, man. Honestly, I was like super surprised to see you as well. And I thought was like super grateful that you were there because uh, a lot of people said they're classic, classic. I'm not even butthurt anymore, but a lot of people <laughs> said they were going to be there and they didn't show up. So, like, you know, I'm you glad. Learned, you learned to cope with it. Uh, as long as we've been doing it, you're just like you, you you assume that no one's gonna show up and then the people that do you're very grateful for i mean that's why i invited 300 people to a 80 person venue you know because that's just (laughs) you're you're not even one third yeah (laughs) i mean you gotta give a fucking break too it was a tuesday not there's not a lot of guys out there these days hey bro but fucking post quarantine everybody's gonna be rocking on a tuesday dog yeah is gonna be cracking every day of the week they were cracking right before the quarantine like before they made it mandated like they they were packed i was watching their story their ig story that everybody was going over there so the last day that i dj'd was march 14th at indy which was a saturday and then that sunday they were like Oh, no, like, Sunday, I was like, fuck, I don't know what's going to happen. And Monday, I think the days they locked it down. And, like, I was supposed to DJ that Tuesday, and it just it ended up, like, not happening. Yeah, it sucks, man. Like, I missed out on so many gigs last month. Like, I, I, I was looking forward to March since, since January, thinking, okay, March is the month that I'm going to be financially stable. That's amazing, you know, because I had so many gigs lined up, dude, like, that were, like, you know, they were, it was going to be a very lucrative month for me, and then they just got pulled out from under me. Honestly, uh, you're not the only one, you know? No, like I, I know, said, man. though, luckily you still have, like, a job, job, and, you yeah. know, you're essential. I'm and definitely grateful for that. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, honestly... I, if this is if this is what our if this is what our life is going to be now you know live streaming conversations and live streaming concerts and just like making sure that the people in your circle are being careful and clean so that you can trust to meet up with them and like you know you're not gonna catch anything or spread anything like i mean that's kind of that's if that's just gonna be our reality then we just got to get hip to it and hopefully like the technology gets better and more people get on it and i know you had to download some stuff and make it work so hopefully like you know this will be a format like i said for so we could still put shit out and spread shit talk shit promote shit you know all the bullshit so what else you got planned lined up uh, just like I said, I'm just gonna be doing a lot of streaming. Uh, I'm doing a stream on Monday um, at the Socios headquarters, which is Hoodlum's apartment. <laughs> so we're gonna be doing that definitely. And like I said, next Saturday I have a single coming out on Rush Proxy, so I'm looking forward to that. Our our friend Dark Dark Ghost Fix. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out VIP Podcast. I gotta get him on. I gotta see if he's he's probably on his Zoom game by now. Actually, no. Uh, what he's doing right now is he's just pre-recording the podcast. But where at? How? In his garage. He does like you know. But he'll he'll do the. Uh, I think he also does the Zoom thing. But he but just records and doesn't go live. Yeah, he doesn't go live, and I think that's probably like better 
and just because we've cut out so much this time. Yeah, 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 for sure. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, not like we have I, I fucking thousands of people time. watching, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. <laughs> right. Yeah. But According to Facebook, point. though, over a thousand people were reached. So thank you, Facebook, for at least showing it to people. They didn't. They didn't actually they did. push it and watch it, but you know, they saw it. So that's cool. Uh, it's it's uh it's happening. It's gonna get better. I feel like. Yeah. Like, you know, eventually we're going to come back to normal and then hopefully we come back with like a ton of perspective and a little bit more like, you know, I mean, that's, uh, I've been saying this a lot. The people who are actually listening to all my content are probably going to hear me say this shit a hundred times, but I feel like there's a huge silver lining. And if this is, you know, if the earth was an intelligent, like fucking sentient being Gaia you know like this is the perfect way to you know get rid of some people that have been fucking up uh, you know bring no, a new perspective kind of get people more conscious bring a new perspective population bring like a global community together you know how many people are like feel more connected now and like just more yeah more conscious of the earth and the animals and the health and like cleanliness and what are you eating what are you touching what's your immune system like like that whole shit you know it's like changed the whole game i feel like yeah because um like while you're bringing up the whole mother earth thing i mean have you seen la lately there's like fucking beautiful bro yeah fucking beautiful bro I never realized, like, holy shit, we're the problem. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it was us. Like, yeah, you know? I don't know. Like, I've been knowing, but motherfuckers do not care. <laughs> I've been telling people, but they do not care, you know? Like, those planes are going to keep flying, dude. They, I'm, my house my my house is literally, like, oh, I'm in my apartment, and my my house is literally like in the flight path so like before i'd be able to walk out of my door and i would see five six planes lined up like ready to like land onto lax and like like yeah i don't think i'd even be able to do this podcast really because you'd probably hear the planes you know like right now you know like it'd be like oh shit hold up there's a plane coming like you know so there's definitely like motherfuckers are not gonna stop the truck drivers like it's just no oh the truck drivers are heroes they're the real heroes here man they're they're, they they like you know i i hate to like sound you know to do a stupid pun but they keep on trucking (laughs) (laughs) like i mean amazon fucking is still thriving still getting yeah no amazon's still driving definitely uh yeah the trucks the the nurses the farm workers there's yeah a lot of front lines for this battle that we're fighting right now see we're learning bro adapting bro humans you know yeah so uh yeah so i just want to plug a few things then yeah no yeah let's uh we're hitting uh we're hitting uh where we at we're hitting we did an hour already so Uh, yeah an hour's good yeah yeah. you don't want to yeah yeah people are probably bored as fuck already so just yeah take your time do your thing with the camera let the people know um, just like uh on all my socials i'm uh at linus the dj and uh i didn't really get to talk about this but recently i kind of went through a rebranding thing i used to be just linus but then when i uploaded all my stuff onto spotify and everything there's like a billion linuses i I, i'm getting going as linus days now and um you know all that stuff is forthcoming but all my socials are still the same uh at linus the dj uh if you want to follow my band it's at inhuman atrocities on twitter it's at linus the dj for the band it's ia underscore 710 
And then if you can, go over to Slam Worldwide. We put out our music video yesterday, Dead on the Slab. And uh, if you guys check it out, I would, I would very much appreciate it. Because, um, I mean, I know this is like the cliche thing, thing to say, but my heart and soul really do go into those songs. Yeah, the whole, I feel like that's like the one thing I do in this world that like I'm actually, you know, above average at. Like I'm actually pretty exceptional at it. <laughs> if you don't say so yourself. <laughs> No, dude, it took me a fucking long ass. It took a lot of years of sucking ass and being really shitty at it to get to like a point where like, you know, where I am right now. And I'm very proud of that because I've had to sacrifice a lot of bullshit in my life to be able to do what it is that I do. So I would really appreciate it if you guys checked out our music video. And like I said, my heart and soul goes into each one of those songs. Well, thank you for uh, being my first uh, Zoom guest and my guinea pig. And I think it wasn't, I don't think it was that bad, man. Um, Had a good time, man. Thank you for having me. Hey, dude, uh, like I said, I'm just trying to figure out my place and try to help out whoever I can along the way, you know? Down, man. Maybe you can do a guest set on the Socios live stream. That'd be great. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm actually like, if you can see behind me right here, uh, I actually have my DJ set up and I have, uh, yeah, like, uh, I'm actually getting ready to start doing my own DJ live streams as well. Yeah. And if you're going yeah. from, um, you're doing it on Facebook or would you say Twitch? Where are you uh, what we're doing right now is Twitch and then we're recording it and then uploading it to our YouTube afterwards. Yeah, so I, I, so I have OBS. So if you gave me your key or whatever, I should be able to jump into your stream. Okay, yeah. From... So we'll probably end up... but the thing is, I'm wondering, is there a way to stream all with through to YouTube and Twitch at the same time? Yeah, it's called the IO stream, I believe, or restream. It's either restream or IO stream. One of those apps. I know um, I could ask a cult, my boy DJ a cult. He says he can do Twitch, YouTube, and a Facebook profile. Not a Facebook page, but a Facebook profile all at the same time. You see that? That's that, that. I think that's like probably the next step for us. Then we, that way, you know, we simultaneously. But yeah, man, definitely. Um, um, we'll we'll keep in touch about them, and uh, we'll show you that key, and then you can do a little live stream for us, man. Yeah, man, that'd be dope. I gotta really get my uh, DJ shit on again. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, as soon as I'm ready, I'm fucking down. All right, man. Uh, Zoom's actually kicking us off too, so we're good. <laughs> it's been fun, man. And I'll talk to you later. I'll see you. Peace. Peace out. And meeting for all. Bam. Uh-oh. What's going on? Here we go. Bam. Nice. Well, uh, that was super fun. Thank you for uh, tuning in. If you're in on the live stream, super appreciate y'all. Um, I don't know. Y'all are probably bored as fuck. <laughs> uh, there's so many other streams going on. Probably going to jump into a virtual rave right now myself. Um, if you're tuning in on YouTube or podcast app or La Clica or Recognition Respect, whatever, I uh, appreciate all of y'all. And um, you'll reach out if there's somebody that wants to jump on the show or if you want to jump on the show, if you want to come in and be a Zoom guest or you know someone who wants to be a Zoom guest on my show, um, hit me up. Let's make it happen. And, uh, yeah, this is a episode of recognition, recognition. Dang, I gotta stop drinking. I'm gonna drink more. Fuck it. Recognition and respect with Sneaky. And, uh, I'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Yo, let's talk about recognition and respect while I feast the land.
labels picking up the check Then I leave to catch my set The audience never forgets When I'm on stage There's serotonin drips With each phrase from my lips Each riff that he rips The sway of the hips While I'm signing the tits